ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Off Point Podcast. My name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. And today we are talking about trust. Um, the reason we're doing this one actually is because um, yesterday I basically got dumped, um, which is fine, actually, because, you know, I think that it's come, well, it's not, well, it'll hit me later, I think, and I'm sure I'll be devastated when, mm. you know, in time, it takes about two weeks for this kind of thing to kick in. But I thought I'd take the opportunity just to talk about trust because it's so important. Um, and I think that most of my relationships, looking back, have broken down due to a lack of trust. Mm. And I think I figured it out finally. Firstly, it's not just me. Uh, you know, I think that, because, um, I mean, to give some context, um, I tend to go out with people who are quite insecure in themselves to start with. And because, you know, I've been insecure for quite some time myself. And then, um, you know, there's something I've been working on the last year and a half. So I. But because I'm an extrovert, I come across as somebody who's kind of a bit more, you know, a bit more open and stuff like that. And this is something that's very common for people with ADHD. Mm. Because we're so open, we almost project our, you know, out onto people when we feel insecure. So we kind of hide behind a smokescreen of this is too much information about me. Because then they feel awkward and we are, and then we feel awkward. And also because I don't know when to shut my mouth. Um, and I end up, um, if someone becomes the center of your world, which tends to be the way um, when you're in a relationship with somebody, they become a component, you know, increasingly become a more important part of your life. A lot of your stories start to revolve around them. Right. And so that kind of involves a lot of trust. And I think that, um, yeah, the reason I got dumped recently was just because, um, among other things, this person simply just lost trust in me and mm. started to feel very suspicious of me. And then I started to feel quite attacked and started to over explain a lot. And then that led to me putting my foot in it further instead of trying to get my way out. And you know me, I got my uh, my super shovel and just you, dug my way out. You feel that you were being untrustworthy? No. Nope. Like um, you feel like 100% honest? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, okay, I mean, there have been times when I have been untrustworthy, but not in the last relationship I'm talking about. I think that there are times, like, for example, one of my girlfriends in Indonesia, I, you know, I cheated on them and that was really fucked up. Mm. Uh, well, both of them actually I did. And I've really regretted that now looking back. Because I was 23, yeah. 24. And I think that at the time, um, you know, I didn't see any relationship out there as something that was going to lead to marriage. Right. So you're a lot more casual with people. And it was, you know, you're out there to have fun. Um, I fell in love with somebody. I stayed there a little longer because of that. Uh, and yeah, so I think that, you know, while there was commitment, um, that kind of attitude starts to mm. build distrust. But what I'm, you know, but the thing is that now I've been back in the UK for a while. Um, there's been, you know, I've had three major relationships, I'd say, and a little one as well. And the thing is that, you know, while I haven't acted dodgy myself, I think that a lot of my behaviours look dodgier than right. they are. And I think that's because of my ADHD in a major way. Mm. Um, one of the things is that um, if anyone makes, a, okay, and also because I've got a past in which I was kind of abused where a little thing, um, for example, if I was like, I'll piss off kind of thing to you, can be picked and then turned into a threat and weaponized against you yeah. as being disrespectful, right. as being mean, as being cruel, as being, um, you know, as being, you know, you're a bad person because you did this and it's a symbol of who you are. It's, and it goes from a casual comment that was insensitive, which I'm prone to doing all the time, to um, this is a reason to not trust you. And yeah. then, they ask you about it and half of them I don't even know I've said it and then I end up in further you know trying to figure it out while I'm talking and that leads to me sounding like I'm making stuff up right so I think that that kind of is about sort of 
I wanted to talk more about sort of lying and gaslighting because it's something that I've written about in the past. And I think that it came up recently with this guy who made a comment on, um, well, he wrote to us actually on the podcast, which was really cool of him. Actually, I really mm. liked the guy. He was a really nice guy. Yeah, shout out to him. Big shout out. Can't remember his name. <laughs> um, not because we don't like him, but because, yeah. Um, and he was talking about his wife who has ADHD and she's she will, they will have an argument and 30 seconds later, she will tell him that she said something else. Right. Um, and he's like, I was there. I, I, I know what you said. I heard mm. you say it. And I think that it, it kind of got me thinking. And I think that a lot of that is because she's filling in gaps for things in her panic and her emotions are overwhelming her. And it just happens to me as well. I mean, obviously, as a bloke, it's not really the most masculine feature of your sitting going, <gasps> having a small panic. Attack. Before you go on, um, yeah. I know like the word gaslighting gets thrown around a lot. Can you give just like a basic definition of what gaslighting is? Gaslighting is where you intentionally mislead somebody um, in order to uh, manipulate them um, and they, and to the extent that they start to doubt their own sanity. Now, this is different. Now, I've been accused of it a couple of times, and you know, I know that some people have done that to me. As someone with ADHD, we tend to be very prone to doing it and also prone to being victims of it. But when we do it, it's as a result of our neurology, not because we're being mean, right. uh, not because we're trying to be manipulative. It's because we genuinely don't know what the truth is. Yep. And now our emotional impact is, uh, you know, the emotional impact of what someone's suggesting. We're open. We're very open to those suggestions. And then you kind of replace the truth with a false memory. Right. So um, an example of that was recently um, my now ex-girlfriend said that I went to, when we were at a bar together with some friends of mine, I was linking arm in arm with her, uh, with, with a random woman as I came out of the bar and went, oh shit, there's my girlfriend. All right, off you go, otherwise you'll get me in trouble. Now, I thought that that sounds like something I would definitely do. I checked it with my friends, that is something I would totally do because I'm a bit camp and when I feel mm. awkward, I get even, you know, like I'm a bit yeah. drunk bit camp whatever you know and to me that's just a bit of pageantry it's just me being silly because to me it's so obvious that i care about this person yeah. that this person's complete stranger doesn't i mean the conversation would have started with i'm looking for my girlfriend or i'm just trying to find out where my girlfriend's gone right. shall and the and i think the stranger said something similar and so we went arm in arm and i was like shall we darling let's go find <laughs> our friends outside i'm sure they're out here shall we and you know like the awkward doorway thing anyway i thought probably just me being a tit and or having a bit of a laugh and being awkward um, but you know, she got jealous and got frustrated about it, and it caused a, an argument. But I thought that I'd done it in the first bar we were at with a blonde girl mm. um, because of a hoo ha about because I'd gone to the toilet at the end, and it turns out that actually it was a black girl at the end of the night in the last bar that we were in. Mm. Now I was completely convinced that so, it had so, been blonde. So did you actually do it? I'm well, fairly sure I did. I don't know. I was quite drunk, but I think that you know I remember. But the problem is, I remember two scenarios right. equally validly. So one of them's not real and the other one's real. So in effect, I've gassed it myself mm. before I've, and I'm not lying because I think that both of those things are true. So, so I got a quick question. Do you think um, your ex is wrong for saying that you lied or not trusting you? You see, if your, uh, what's the word, your interpretation of reality is a bit warped. I wouldn't say my interpretation of reality is totally warped. It's more that if I'm accused of something. So the only reason I even mm. remember any of this is because she made an allegation. And when she alleged that, you know, when she told me that she was in a huff with me or something like that, I was like, I panicked a little bit. And I was like, well, shit, did I do something bad? Did right. I not do something? And obviously to me, that's nothing. I mean, you know, like, it's just like, well, if she was doing the same thing, I would see it was a joke. But, you know, it upset her and that's the problem. It's not about what I intended or anything like that, which took me a little while to figure out as well. 
But I think that um, I forgot the question. Crap. Uh, <laughs> what did you ask again? Um, do you think your um, interpretation of uh, was she wrong for not trusting you because yeah, your interpretation w- of reality is a bit warped? I um, think that when it comes to people, it's about intent. It's not about uh, interpretation of reality. Um, so I know that the consistent thing between those two is that it would have been me being silly. Mm. not me being malicious right. I wasn't getting anyone's number I'd remember doing that I didn't get anyone's number I wasn't chatting anybody up or anything it sounds like, like you were making a joke yeah I definitely was and yeah. it's something that I would do single or taken you know or when I'm with somebody just because you know like I know to me that this person's centre my world and to me mm. that's where the trust comes from so I trust them because you know I kind of put them on a pedestal a bit right. and I know that I wouldn't, I mean, it just doesn't make logical sense for me to do things like that. Yeah. And I think this is where the relationship started to fall apart because this, because equally, I don't see the third party perspective, which is that my girlfriend felt disrespected and who, and she also felt um, like I was, but she was also quite um, an insecure person herself. Mm. So when you've got her feeling insecure, anything that I do and say then validates that insecurity. Um, So what I found increasingly over the last few months before the breakup was that these, in, you know, her insecurity would actually give the narrative rather than the and 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 I noticed probably in the last three weeks that as I talked to her and as these issues came up, it would be every week, and they were basically just reinforcing the, the idea of I don't trust you, I don't trust you, I don't know why I don't trust you. Here's another small reason why, and I think when she dumped me, she said it was because and the story is that um, we were on holiday together last week. My phone, uh, I was on my, you know, I was holding my phone out doing, getting getting us from A to B on a map. And one of my ex-girlfriends um, called me. And when she called me, I don't have any control over that. But mm. I didn't pick it up. I just instantly killed the call. Right. No big deal. You know, you can't control an ex-girlfriend calling you unless you block them. But it's not something I wanted to do because I know that my ex-girlfriend has had some very, you know, well, I just, I just don't hate her. Right. Um, you know, and I treat her with the same respect that I'd expect to be treated you know, treated with which is you know it's awkward but this is somebody who had the decency to love me right and so you know i respect that and i don't want them to, don't wish them any harm right um so yeah and i think that we're very we're at a stage now where we're very clear on why we're apart yeah and you know therefore i feel like i'm not gonna be friends with her but you know you can be civil keep her arms down and it's just the way to handle these things that's the way i would do it and it's how i'd be treated and that's how i would expect my girlfriend to treat her ex um but that's coming from me. Obviously, other people have different ways of doing things. Some people just like to cut it off and never mm. speak again, things like that. And I personally think that's a bit harmful. But um, I think it's as you said, if you um, she called you, like you have no way of um, controlling somebody calling you. Possibly you could have blocked, but I mean, you might yeah, not. Yeah, it seems yeah. a bit harsh. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, she's not. She's not really been calling me for any yeah. reason other than just to be nice, really. Yeah. I mean, if she was being aggressive or trying to be controlling or being trying to influence my relationship that she didn't know mm-hmm. about. Now, this is the problem is that because of the fact that my ex-girlfriend will ring me up when she's feeling quite depressed, um, you know, and I'll usually ignore it. Um, you know, I felt that, you know, uh, what was it? Yeah, I just didn't think it was appropriate uh, any conversation that we'd had prior to that to tell her, oh, by the way, I'm in a relationship because right. A, it's none of a business. True. And B, it's just... I don't want to make her feel worse because she's already feeling like shit. And I know what depression is like, you know, I don't want her to think that she's, you know, just meant nothing to me or anything like that after this person has put so much effort in. 
and I've put so much effort into her, you know, her as well. So, yeah, it's out of respect, really, for and also because it it could just lead to escalation or drama mm. or something like that. And I've had weirdo ex girlfriends in the past who have influenced relationships since, and that's been difficult. Yeah, very difficult. Do you think it was like a combination of um multiple situation being added together for her to feel a certain way in terms yeah. of not trusting you? Well, I think that it's. Once you're in a mindset that you can't trust somebody or you're questioning whether or not to trust or invest in somebody, then, um, and you've been hurt before, um, mm. you start to see links and make those links between previous problems that have caused you a lot of heartbreak and pain yeah. and what's going on now. And I think that what I found was that when I stopped, I, I realized that if I stopped explaining myself and just listened to her and said, that's true. And just in my head, I was like, that's true. That's not true. That's true. That's not true. Um, just like a checklist, because I was listening to what she was saying, and some of the allegations she was making were things that she was making links to things that didn't make sense to me and mm. have no grounding in evidence or reality, such as um, you know, um, for example, the other day I was at a bar, gay guy standing next to me in a big fur coat. She's ordering a drink on my right, like you are. He's on my left, and I'd, I had nothing to do, so I just turned around. I was, quite drunk again you can see the axis of all my problems turned to him i was like love your coat by the way absolutely fantastic can i stroke it because pff, why not and he's like oh yeah it's great you know i'm like where did you get it it's amazing i was like look babe check out how furry his coat is you know that kind of thing it's like you know like or if there's a dog in a bar i'm like hello you know similar thing um i'm not comparing gay people to dogs but you know what i mean like you know like mm. it's a distraction it's something that's fun and interesting and i want to i want to find out about it right. um because that's why i'm a journalist and um and she said that um, that I just wanted attention from everybody but her, which okay. to me was a bit weird because I had zero, none of that was in my mind at mm. the time. And I think that, you know, while I appreciate that I don't, I can't see how other people perceive me and I don't find it easy to kind of judge boundaries until I'm kind of over them because mine are quite extensively far away yeah. compared to most people. Do you think... Um... One another question is: um, Do you think she had an issue trusting you or people in general? I think she has um, an issue trusting partners in general. Um, it seems to me that many of them had cheated on her. Her relationships hadn't gone for that long, um, which was quite a red flag to start with. But I thought, well, I'm having fun, mm. um, and you always hope that you're going to be different. You always hope that you're going to be somebody who can show them that, you know, I'm not saying that she's a fixer-upper kind of person or that she had any mental health problems. She doesn't. Um, but it's just that you kind of want to reassure them because you feel like, well, you know, why do you feel insecure with me? And I think that often it's a case of, firstly, you can't fix people, right. which is something I had to learn again a few times. Um, and I think that also it's up to them to kind of come to the conclusion that you are somebody that they want to trust. And But it is very difficult when you want to have a relationship with somebody where you're not constantly treading on eggshells. And I think that once you start, once they, okay, so another thing she had a go at me for was once I was outside, um, it was New Year's Eve, great night out with all her friends. I was chatting to her friend's girlfriend who he'd been with for four years. We were outside comparing our, you know, we both had vapes. We were comparing vapes and having a chat about, I think it was about her culture or something. Mm. It was an interesting conversation. I was out there for about 10, 15 minutes and I looked through the window at my girlfriend, apparently. I didn't think anything of this. I remember being in the conversation. But she said that I was looking to get a reaction from her to make her jealous. 
Right. Which doesn't make any logical sense to me because I don't want. If I wanted her attention, I would just walk past her because I was smelling good that night. But, you know, like, yeah. Based on what you told me, it sounds like there's a lot of issues that she's bringing from other other aspects of her life, other relationships, past mm. relationships, failed past relationship into the new relationship. I think the thing, the whole thing about um, relationship is that you have to start anew each time. Yeah. You can't bring in the past into the relationship. And I think like meeting my wife, I'm so glad that we are both in a place where we are both not like trying to get over a breakup. We both um, trusted each other. I think trust is a very key component. It's the component. I trust my wife for a hundred, as much as you can humanly trust a, a, another human being in this world. That's how much I trust my wife. Um, my, my, my wife goes out, like she'll go out with her friends and all that. And then um, we were talking the other day where like she was out with her colleagues and her work colleagues. And then one guy was like, um, he has to check in with his wife or whatever, his missus, mm. when he goes out and all that. She's like, That's yeah, she, 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 she I mean, tells, if she's she, making dinner, then yeah. fine. But... She tells me that she's going out and everything, but I, like, I trust her 100% that I, mm. I don't need to like check up on her. If I felt that I needed to check up on her, I wouldn't be with her. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah. I think I don't feel like I need, I, I don't feel like I need to look for a phone. Like, I have, we both have each other's past. Um, passwords for a phone mm. I could look through if I wanted to but I would never d- uh, that for yeah. me is a huge huge red yeah. line because yeah. it's like I've had that in the past where an ex looked through my phone mm. and continually made these allegations I was cheating on her mm. when actually I was looking after my nan yeah. but yeah you remember her from university yeah. she's the one who caused all these insecur- I think not insecurities but she caused a lot of damage yeah. in the long and run I, yeah I feel like yeah if you get to a point where you don't trust people I think you need to do some self-healing I don't I, mm. obviously I don't know your ex so I'm just no. going on bit well, based on what you told me but yeah you definitely need to do some self-healing to move on to a next relationship you need to go you need to trust people and essentially you need because you know you can't be with somebody all the time no so like they, they're gonna be times they're gonna be out doing What's out it? with their friends out doing stuff and you need to be secure in yourself not to to mistrust them. Also, if somebody does something untrustworthy, mm. then that's but, yeah, a different if, thing. If, for example, I cheated on yeah. her, then that would make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, and then like, you know, and then for the next three to, you know, you, you, yeah. you can forgive someone, but you know, that trust is going to yeah, break. That's why yeah. you just don't. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like me and my wife. act differently after yeah. they cheated on you. They really do. Yeah. Yeah, me and my wife trust each other uh, uh, differently. Also, with me, it's easy as well. I don't do any, I don't go anywhere, so. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like it's like where is he? I can pretty much guarantee he's at the shop because I haven't I haven't told him to yeah. go there yet. You know, like yeah, it's like I'm a, I'm either at home, work, or the gym. Yeah, most I mean, of the time. I mean, don't worry, I, I was quite happy with her to start with because it's like I've got a lot of female friends who I'm very close with. I'll stay over at their house a lot because yeah. I used to live there, um, and so she was really cool with that. And I think that I wouldn't be you know 100 percent comfortable. Um, at the end of the day, you know, if someone's going to fuck, you, you know, if you've known someone for five years, if, if you haven't fucked within five years, you, you're not going to fuck. Mm. You know, like, it's, it's a fact. And I don't think that really matters about the fact, you know, like you're not going to be in love or yeah. anything like that. But I think that... Um, I think me and my wife also said that, like, it's important that like, we both have, like, I have female friends, she has, like, male friends as well. And it's like, it's like, it shows that you can interact with the opposite sex without I find it really having to jump... Is- into yeah. bed with them just because you're you're a man you're a woman so we must have sex it's not really the case all the time i know so a lot of people say men and men and women can't be friends but yeah uh, i think that's bollocks yeah you can be friends depending I've on the situation the people who say that are the ones who tend to fuck their male friends yeah or their female friends yeah 
Like, yeah, they, and they're always quite attractive as well. I mean, but I most time in those situations, you're probably not really friends. Though you're probably just was looking. You either got friend zoned, or you or you, you probably most likely was always looking to to jump into bed with them. Yeah, anyway. or like one day they got attracted. Yeah, like, oh, this is weird. And yeah, it caused a thing. Yeah, but it was like either one or both of you weren't really like friends. No, like, I mean, down. yeah. The other thing is that I'm kind of thinking of now, actually. Well, because you're on the subject of that, like one of the things I found is that when because I trust people quite quickly and completely when they start doubting me i don't get it because mm. it's like i'm like i trust you totally so i assume that they would trust me the same way Mm-mm. and i just don't understand that part because I mean, maybe you can explain it because you know you're neurotypical because it's to me when it's like when those when you get accused of being dodgy but you haven't been dodgy you start to believe that you're a bit dodgy and this is what gaslighting yeah. is but also when you start to think it's like you know like well why don't you trust me and then they don't know. And I I think a lot of it is down to the way that I talk, the way that you know I act sometimes, the way that I'm quite unpredictable, unless you know me very, very well. Mm. Um, and that's fair, that's reasonable. I can understand that if that was a reason. But, yeah. you know, like that feeling of distrust and that's kind of haunted me all, all along. But to me, it's quite offensive. It's quite difficult because you then have to, because once an allegation is made of distrust, you then have to justify yourself as the accused, not the other way around. Yeah. You have to convince them now that with evidence with a lot more groundwork than if you don't you know if you just don't i think um in my opinion i think in your relationship from based on what you told me and a couple of things i think i think i think a lot of time you move too quickly to build a trust i think you just need to spend time and take um a relationship slow enough to build a trust over time i think you move too far into that seriousness Mm. I think sometimes you need to just. I understand. Obviously, we're in our thirties. You want no, 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 to get together. Yeah. But I think you always been, been like. I think you always yeah, been like that. I've always quite liked the idea. Yeah. I think of having somebody as a partner in crime, yeah. and I think that that code not codependence. That dependence mm. is the wrong word. Um, I think we mentioned this in the earlier episode. I think you like you, you struggle to remember how many people you said I, I love you to. No, I know how many exactly. Yeah. Um, She's struggling right now. <laughs> and to me, that's no, no, no. Almost seven, I think. Yeah. No, I no, think... no, no. Wait, actually, wait, wait, wait. Hang on a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, for anybody listening, to me, this is insane. Like, I've only told two women in my entire life. That yeah, I love them. Quite a few people. So uh, I, think, I think five yeah. or six. Yeah, I think it's only five or six. Um, but it's not about how many people you've been with, though. It's about. No, I think that's a strong. Be... I think that's a strong emotion. Yeah, I think though that you don't just throw that around. No, I don't. Well, I mean, that's the thing is though. It's like I think that. Obviously, you... sorry not to like on. to shit on you as well. No, you're not shit on me. Too. Yeah, if obviously that do it at different speeds. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's true as well. Yeah, and obviously it's re- very real to you. So I don't want to disregard no, 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 your. No, no, yeah. it varies. Yeah. It's, it's I, varying I, degrees thereof. I mean, yeah. right now, I, I mean, like when I when I lost the girl who I almost married, um, I was wrecked for years. And I think that since then, you know, like, you know, and I think that my last serious relationship where I was living with somebody was, you know, like that was very difficult to get over. And that took me about a year to get over, six months to a year, at least six months to get over. And that's when I knew that I was going to break up with her. Yeah. And I knew why and I understood it wouldn't work. And I'd say the whole process takes at least a year. Um, but with the with the one that kind of really was the big mess up, I mean, like, you know, like I've never hurt like that. Mm. that really fucked me up for a long time like a long time that, mm. I mean, that was therapy shit like that you know I mean like I was wrecked um, but I think that that's also because um, because you give so much to somebody of yourself and then that 
eventually, especially when there's somebody who just takes things from you. Right. I noticed that the ones that are hardest to get over are the ones who who take a lot of of you, you right. know, because there's not a lot of them to put in. Right. And so I know that, you know, my former fiance, like there wasn't a lot of her in the end to take, you know, so I became a lot of what she was. Do you, do you think the type, you think you picked the same type of woman over and over again? No. Do you, um, or is it, like not like look, not looks or physically, but like, do you feel personality. like personality, do you feel like they're somewhat damaged when you meet them? No, do- I think I used to because I couldn't understand who I was. I didn't understand mm. that I had ADHD or why I was weird. Right. So when I found someone who was a little bit, who had been through something, I mean, obviously I'd like a good backstory. You know, there's nothing more boring than someone's had a perfectly normal life. Do you like, what's, um, do you like to fix something? No. Do you it's like not, to fix a person? Not really. It's more that I felt, I think that before I felt kind of, I've always felt slightly off center, you know? Mm. I've always felt like I didn't quite fit in. And so when you find someone who's a weirdo like you, it's great, you know, and you've re- and so to me, there's all those similarities. I mean, if they can keep up with me in conversation, if they mm. can, you know, if they can kind of bounce along with me, then that's such a rare thing to have because when you don't know you've got ADHD, you're just a bit odd who talks right. a bit funny. And then when someone else comes along and talks a bit funny, you can, and you're both like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And you get quite uh, carried away with that. And I think that, you know, and then I think that I used to be a lot, well, I've grown up a lot. Right. And I think that as you grow, you kind of, you what you need changes. So it used to be sort of, you know, like you want someone who's good fun in bed and, you know, like just all that other shit. But then I think that as you get older, it's more about sort of partnership and, you know, like someone who's actually your best mate, you know, who listens to you when you're having a bad day, who understands you when you're, when, you know, like when your world comes crashing around and mine does at least once a year, you know, like, because that's just the way my life is. Um, it's when someone can sit down and like you know like pull you together when mm. you can't pull yourself together and then just support you a little bit and I'm not saying I need someone to support me that's not why I'm in relationships but you know we all have bad days and if when you, if she's having a bad day um, you know I'm there you know 100% so all I really want is someone to be there for me where I'd be there for them and that's it and for some reason that's quite a lot to ask of people sometimes do you, I want to double back quickly to something you said. You said um, there's nothing worse than boring. Uh, I was going to ask for what's wrong Not with boring? boring. What's wrong with um, just a conventional um, drama-free relationship? No, no, no. Not a relationship. No, I don't want a drama. I don't want drama in my relationship. Dear God, I really don't. <laughs> I mean, I think I've had enough. Um, but I think that um, no, it's in someone who's. I don't. I mean, like you, okay. For example, I know that um, you know you can edit this out, but I know that you went through a phase of a bit of a, a down period yeah. last year yeah okay and we talked about that because there was something to talk about there because yeah. we had that in common and there was that to kind of relate to and i know that misery loves company whatever but it mm. helped both of us to be able to talk about mm. that off, off camera obviously um and therefore we supported each other and that's what i mean yeah. not okay. not that i want someone who's inherently damaged <laughs> so i can fix them or i don't want anyone who's you know I, I, you know i mean i'm open to, i mean i want someone who's at least kind of you know seen both sides of life in a way yeah. and you know, it makes them more interesting, a, de- a deeper person in a way. But equally, I don't want to be dragged into someone else's depression because yeah. that's hard. Because uh, then I get dragged in, and that's happened to me a few times where I've been dragged into someone else's depression and then taken responsibility for it, and then they walk away like it's nothing, and I'm left, you know, like with a lot of problems right. that I just did not need. Um, and not knowing when to walk away is another huge thing. So, you know, again, this kind of relates to the trust thing. It's like, you put the more effort you put into a relationship, the the kind of the more investment and in that you go into, and that's kind of why I'm not that worried mm. right now because I realised early on in this relationship, not early on, but 
there was a few points where I sort of sat there and I thought, can I trust this person completely to be there for me? And I let it run a little bit longer. And then of late, those things that were being said, like, you know, calling me a liar without any any real reason to, mm. you know, telling me that I do things for attention when I'm not, um, you know, um, you know, these implications that I'm unfaithful in some way or that I'm disloyal, which is, of course, my complete opposite to how I see myself, which, you know, I mean, I know that I'm a very loyal person, so. Do you, do you think it was um, better off this way that it ended after a short period of time? I mean, it's only been day, one day, so, you know, I don't know. I think that the loneliness hasn't quite crept in yet. And the I hindsight, think, you haven't been yeah, able to see the hindsight. It's, it's not, yeah, I've not quite gone along far enough to be able to talk hindsight, but I think that... I mean, I think that every relationship breakdown gets to the mm. stage where if you start having the same arguments over and over and over, I remember I had one where I was having the same argument repeatedly because I wasn't being heard. Right. Um, and they told me that I wasn't listening, but I was, I was writing notes. Right. And I know going through things that, and after the breakup, it the way that they acted and the way that they replied to the things I did, and I was very, very careful to be objective. Mm. Um, and this is a big decision to make. You know, when you leave somebody, it's a big decision to make because right. you're changing your life and their life, and that's that's a big deal. Obviously, in this con context where it's only six months in, you know, fine. You know, like I mean, not fine. It's shit. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not hurt. I am. I'm pissed off as well. You know, like understandably, it yeah, it'd be nice. To, you know, I mean, I don't want to feel like shit, or I don't want her to feel like shit either. But every time you have an argument, it it kind of just adds a little bit of weight. Um, and that weight is underpinned by the idea that you're untrustworthy. And that is something that I'm now learning to protect myself from. So I don't end up in a position where I feel like I'm inherently untrustworthy. It's less about that. It's more about the fact that this person simply didn't trust me. And that could be for multiple reasons, including but not limited to themselves. And I'm not saying it's her fault to not trust me. I'm saying that I'm sure that there are my behaviours that she didn't quite, you know, like that she saw as untrustworthy. Right. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. So moving forward in your life, obviously we spoke in the last episode about you um getting a, your property gonna move in very soon. Mm. And now you're a single man. Is there anything different you're gonna do this time? Do you think you're gonna take the time to heal, time yeah. to do just do you bit of me time? No Yeah, I mean I or, or, say, uh, or are you just gonna jump back into another relationship? I think that I don't have any real desire to just jump into mm. relationships again, but I know that in about a month, that's because of, you know, like in a month's time, I'm going to get quite horny, <laughs> um, you know, like, and I'm going to miss sex and I'm going to miss the comfort of a person with me. I'm going to miss the little things like the kisses, you know, like the little kiss on the cheek that you're almost guaranteed every time. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a shag every now and again, but I mean like... Oh, is in like relationships? Yeah. And, um, well, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm quite... No, I've got a lot going. I've got too much on my plate right now. That's yeah. why this relationship ending hasn't so much hasn't affected me as well. In fact, the reason you know, I think the final straw for her was when I said, "Look, I've got a new house coming. You know, you know, I'm going to have to deal with that. I've got, you know, I'm sick today. You know, I've got to deal with mm. this stress, that stress. I've got a new job starting. I've got to do. You know, I'm going to do the podcast. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I've got so much on my plate right now. The last thing I need is to have a petty argument over something that isn't." just isn't big enough of a deal compared to the other things that mm. I've got to carry. Um, and I think that what I'm going to focus on now is obviously those things, you know, like doing the flat up, making something for me, building something for myself, yeah. and then also 
getting back in the gym, getting my health back, yeah. because I've just let myself go a lot. My arms are teeny tiny <laughs> compared to like, you know, I mean, I don't know if we can compare them to like last episode, the first episode we filmed about six months ago. Um, you know, but I look like Bambi. Um, you know, I think about very... Bambi's legs for arms. It's <laughs> terrible. I sit next to you, you just fucking hands. Look at the size of your fucking <laughs> hell. See, I'm going to get told off for flirting now. See, oh wait, can't get told off. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's very important. I said this to you before, like, I think you kind of, you from i known you always been like you you break up with somebody then you're back with you're with somebody else and i always thought like you haven't had enough time to heal properly and i think that's very yeah. important you need some time to heal mentally and emotionally the problem with time taking a heal is that time takes ages and i think that one it of the does things, but also but when you but when you do heal you've healed and you've, you're over that mm. I, I, I remember but when do you define being healed like fully healed when do you when do you when you're like you're, you're able to go into a new relationship completely like like a, like clean you're completely yeah. not thinking about anybody else nobody's on your mind See, that's the thing i had that yeah i had that in this relationship i went in completely clean and then mm. my, my past caught up with me mm. in a very bad way which i can't which i won't go into yeah. but suffice to say yeah um yeah i mean it was it was terrible i don't think um, you was clean enough you, you needed to completely be just I mean, I felt clean at the time. Yeah. You felt it, it, but I don't Yeah, think... but then you never know how clean you are. Not to go into your situation, that that should not happen. It should not yeah. have happened at all. Yeah, um, yeah. That the bad things should not have happened at all. But then again, I can't control someone else being mental. No, you can't, but I mean... Um, and like, it, what happened was completely unexpected. Yeah. But let's not go on about it, because yeah. otherwise people are going to start think, having more interest in what yeah. happened. But yeah. Um... But yeah, like, um, I think that... Yeah, I think that if you're... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, can't remember. Yeah, about healing and time. I yeah. think that you know, spending some time to yourself is hard. That's Especially why I, when you're not used to it. I think it's that it's that filling the gap of your time with yourself mm. when before there was them. So, you know, for example, who am I going to text now? I'm going to be bored, yeah. and that's what leads me onto dating apps because I just get kind of like my fingers just get a bit bored. You know, you do get there inside doing nothing. It's like, oh, I wonder if I text this person. I, I remember from my single days many years ago now. Years <laughs> ago. Yeah. Back before there was a Mrs. White. Yeah, I just remember, um, you know when you're single and you're like, I want to go to the cinema, but I don't want to mm. go by myself. You, yeah. you miss that little thing. Yeah. Those it's... little dating, those little dating things that you can't do anymore until you, like, you you don't feel comfortable doing as a single person. I can't imagine going to the cinema. Yeah. Apparently it's a really healthy thing to do. But... It's not bad, you know. I've done it once. I've done it twice. Oh, what am I going to holiday on my own? Yeah. For some reason, I that's fine, that. but that's because you meet other people all the time. I couldn't do that little thing. But I've done cinema twice on It's my awkward own. as fuck the first small... day. Small cinema, not too mm. bad. Just because in, in the cinema anyway, you like you get your you get your food and then it goes dark and then nobody gives a shit really. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, everyone's there to watch a movie. I can't yeah. imagine anyone going, ha, "Loser!" <laughs> Look it's at like, what the fuck's your problem? But uh, uh, you know, like, me, he's on his own. Yeah. Although the worst one is though when you've just had a breakup and everyone around you is in a fucking couple yeah. and you're like, <laughs> "There's a gap next to you because of COVID," mm. and you're like. One is the loneliest number. I have noticed a couple of times in the cinema where, especially if somebody's laughing loud, like loud by themselves, and like you just see that person by themselves, and you're like, oh, oh you're by yourself. Yeah, loser. I, I can't. <laughs> I think that's because I'm always like, because yeah. I'm an extrovert. I always like being around people as yeah. well. So I always feel so awkward when I'm on my own. Yeah. Not just. I mean, this isn't related to me being in a relationship. I mean, in general, like socially speaking. Like, I, I mean, I, there was a point where I would get so anxious about on my own that i didn't want to go to the shop on my own mm. i felt it as a big step forward yeah but that's also because that particular ex-girlfriend wouldn't leave me alone yeah so everything i did she was there it was like yoko ono and john lennon 
I me- I, I had a friend like that. I remember um, he wanted what did he, he wanted to buy a hat or something small from the from West End. Mm. And um, I remember he like he dragged me along. He got like, I want I want to buy a hat. I'm like, go and buy a hat then. It's he's a like, damn good hat, man. Fuck yeah. you. I'm like, go and buy a hat. Go and buy a hat. And then he's, yeah. like, he's like, oh, I can't go by myself. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, well, to be I, fair, if you're gonna buy clothes, I would rather go clothes shopping with someone else just for a second opinion. Oh, but like for me, for me, I, you can't trust the salespeople, yeah. man. And that same, and that same friend, I bumped in. Uh, uh, what was I doing? I was returning a jacket to um, next, and I bumped into him in, in West End. That same guy that maybe dragged me along to buy a hat, and I bumped into him. He just like he saw me. He's like, oh, who are you with? I'm like, by myself. Yeah. And he, he kind of like, oh. Adult, mate. He kind, looked, now. he kind of looked at me weird, but I was just like, yeah, I'm just returned. I'm, look, I don't, yeah. It's like, it's like, I've got a receipt. Yeah. This thing's going to expire yeah. in a week. Like, I, don't need know, to dra- I don't need to drag somebody along just to go to the store. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> the missus told me to go. Yeah. Um, like, I, I'm, I'm that type of person. I'm like, oh, I need to go to do I think something. That's a very strong thing. That's, yeah. that's an introvert yeah. trait, isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, I know that, like, I had an ex who would go, like, anywhere on her own. Yeah. Like, she would go into town and. Like have these nights where I mean this is one of the things I really liked about her and I actually really miss about her mm. is that she would go on her own to events and she would have a great time and they were just really quirky events like yeah. one time the two of I, I used to go with her to all these things and our dates were fucking weird we went to a wool one once about benefits of wool and the guy who did the presentation is actually now one of those um, sort of on those videos where it's like survival expert mm. rates you know five whatever so I'm like I know that come um, anyway um I think I'm a bit but too. I really admire that. I think I'm a people. bit too introverted to um, do social events like go to a nightclub by myself. Too, oh fuck that! Or right. go on holiday Why by myself. Do a nightclub at Orange, if I, I can imagine myself, if I went on holidays, holiday, easy. Holidays good. No, for me, I think if I ended up going on holiday, I went to like say Spain or even the Caribbean. I, mm. I, I know what I would end up doing. I'll just end up in the hotel. I'd end up in a bar trying to make friends oh that's because you're way. you're an extrovert though, yeah you, i need the energy yeah you, you also because I, I feel very vulnerable yeah. when i'm on my own yeah you so you like, go out and that's make it, vulnerable you, you'd go out and make friends but for me i'll be just more i'll go i'll, I'll get to a place and i'll just go oh what do i do now and i just end up staying in the hotel and doing nothing maybe yeah, maybe going downstairs thing. to get some food or yeah, anything it's a fucking yeah. leap moment that yeah. one though because i know how you feel because it's like you get there you put your bag down you're like this is safe yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm here. Now what do I do? And yeah. it's just really sort of weird feeling. But I realized that, you know, um, you either sit there reading a book or whatever, or, you know, I don't have the concentration span for mm. that anymore. Um, but I found that, yeah, I mean, because I just kind of would sit there and I'd feel fidgety and awkward. Mm. So I'd need to do something with myself. And then I end up going for a meal the first time. I was in um, Bruges about two years ago. Um, big, big breakup. Just lost my job. Feeling like shit, needed. I, I just decided, fuck it, I'm gonna take the motorbike, I'm gonna go across Europe. Because mm. it's something I'd wanted to do for a while. I decided just on a whim, 24 hours later, I'm in Bruges. Mm. Uh, my friend was furious. Because um, I just like knocked on a door, hi, it's me, oh. fuck you. And I'm like, sorry, I forgot to turn off the oven. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, but I met this, this I, but you know, I went out a bit, walked around a bit, felt super awkward. I was messaging my then um, girlfriend. You know, I had a new, so no, wait, not girlfriend, sorry, no, I had a, my friend being like, oh, I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and then I met this Irish girl who was, you know, called Jackie, and she was just awesome. So I got back at like 11, and she's like, oh, you know, you're hilarious. I'm like, well, I feel good about myself again. And it's like, you know, oh, you're really funny. Come on, we're going pub. And I'm like, yes. And we had this great night out, had a really good time. And she was just a friend. I mean, nothing happened between me and her, but it was really cool, because this is somebody I'd never have met if I hadn't taken that leap. You're definitely the type, I, like, I think, battery yeah all right you're definitely the camera 
you're definitely the type of <laughs> you're definitely the type of person that could just go out to anywhere and just make friends with people. Mm, that's kind of why I'm a good journalist because yeah. I can just talk to anyone. But yeah. it's a lot of projection. I think I'm learning now about not projecting onto people, and it's more about sort of you know the balance of talking because I will over talk. It's part of the reason why you chose to do this with me. Mm, definitely um, is yeah yeah because I will fill the silence yeah and. If there's a silence, then I get awkward about it. Yeah. Like, um, but then I also end up talking about myself, which yeah. is ironic coming, seeing as that's what we're doing now. Yeah. That's like, also, I don't like enjoy, I, I've done a few podcasts by myself. I don't really enjoy just talking to the camera myself. I, no. don't, I don't really enjoy that. But It's I, so awkward. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of like a little bit like, yeah. I don't really want to do that. if we Because we're talking about doing the ADHD one. Yeah. And it's like, hello, my name's Les and I have yeah. ADHD. You know, like it's, it's, it's going to be awkward because yeah. you were like can you do one for me I was like fuck no <laughs> I need someone to bounce so I've got I've got a plan for that for those yeah, hopefully yeah, it won't yeah. be too awkward yeah so yeah anybody listening yeah um, wait wait and see we've got an ADHD podcast yeah hopefully soon. yeah it's coming yeah. up soon anyway um, we, oh yeah um, so yeah the word vulnerable came up I thought that was quite a good point do you ever feel like you're vulnerable when you're on your own? Actually, I guess you wouldn't because you're built like a brick shit house. What do you mean in terms of emotionally vulnerable? I feel like I used to feel, and this doesn't happen anymore as much, but I've grown, I've kind of grown out of it. But I used to feel like people would always be watching and judging me if I was on my own, even mm. in the shop. You know, I'd be like stood there on my own, be like, oh, you know, thinking that everyone's like looking at me like, alone. The out. only time I feel emotionally um, vulnerable is like when it's more of a social situation. Yeah. So you're the, the, you're the opposite of me then. Yeah. So if you're in like a party, and there's lots of people you don't really know and someone talks to you do you feel vulnerable then or do you feel like cause to me that's just like oh thank god i'm in well that's a party is a bit different because usually with parties it implies that there's alcohol and um yeah it implies that there's alcohol and um alcohol brings up more of a extroverted nation um, nature i mean yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I've noticed that as well. Yeah, but I mean, because I, I saw a change. I remember like even going to my um sister-in-law's wedding, and then like my my um up until that point, my in-law thought I was just a shy, quiet guy Aww. until <laughs> yeah, two beers down, it's like, it's like, all right, that's it. Yeah, you and I were doing and they're shots. Like, they're like, oh, he's not, he's not, he's not shy at all. Like. He's my brother. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, that sort of changes me. But I, I, I'm trying to think back into. Like college, you knew you were right. Although you're yeah. quite quiet, but you just follow me around because yeah. I and then you just kind of like skim them off the top. Um, like college days, <laughs> that's the trouble. My, my like, co- like college days where you don't, like if you have a free period and your friends are in their lessons, so you have nobody to hang around with, so you yeah. have to awkwardly yeah sit in the common room. Like, please don't look yeah. at me. I don't have anyone. Like, to it feels a, yeah, it feels a bit awkward there. Oh god, or yeah. like or library. like work work like work you do and all that where you're like, oh, I hate that. Because you have to pretend yeah. to be someone you're not, and that's you're sort of like sitting there awkwardly. Yeah, but I think everyone finds those awkward, yeah. extrovert or introvert, because the extroverts are scared that we're gonna over, you know, over show ourselves, yeah. and I think the introverts are scared they're gonna actually have to talk some. And then the extroverts feel judged by the introverts. The introverts are scared shitless of the extroverts because too much energy. Right. And then it's just like, and then that kind of laugh. But that being said, I found that with partners, I tend to go for introverts. Mm. Like actually, no, that's not true. No, I think I've had a couple that have been. Actually, no, I said it was a good mix. Actually, forget it. Uh, that's not accurate. Yeah. But one of the things that actually, because what we're talking about there is one of the things that I've just to pick up on is group settings. I find that it's so much easier to talk to an individual and they have a completely different impression of who I am than if I'm in a group where I feel the need to entertain everybody. Mm. And to me, when someone's laughing and smiling, it, it's good. And I know that that sounds so rudimentally basic um, and atavistic, but if they're smiling and laughing, then they like me. 
And if they're not, then I'm doing something wrong. So I will push and push and push to be liked, so to speak. Um, which, if you're having an individual conversation, like right now, you're looking at me like I've just slapped your mother. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, like because you know we can talk about that. But I think as I'm getting older, the, I don't really care about being liked as much. No, I think I, that it, that might be an ADHD thing. I think yeah. when I was little, I really did. I was like going no, around I, I, people being like, "Do you like me?" I cared. I cared when I was younger. I cared. I think everybody cares when you're younger. You want to be liked. But I mean, I got to a point where I, just, I don't really give a shit, and I'm, I don't know. I think lot, that's where you kind of realize you're becoming an adult. Yeah, yeah, just like. Yeah. You start doing like weird. You don't even care about dressing up as much. I, no. like, I used to like. I like. I used to well, yeah, like you're with up. people who know you who you are. Yeah, I don't really. But feel then that, is that because you've already made those social connections that are solidifying over time? Mm. Or and whereas before you didn't, you didn't know who to talk to or who you'd get along with. I think. I think if more you're just trying to put on like a persona, you're trying to be something mm. like you're sort of not. Uh, when you're young, that's though. scary. Yeah. Well, then again, you don't know who you are. So but, technically, you're being 15 different types of people just trying them out. To spin off quickly, um, yeah. it, was, it was interesting. I did, um, what's it called then? Identity in business management. Hmm. So it was this whole module about identity, I think it was called. Yeah. And um, he, well, the lecturer mentioned that that's what, when you go to university, people have a, a, like an identity crisis. Yeah. And that's why you, you, if you look in the first, like Freshers Week, for example. Everyone's freaking out and everyone's getting their tits out. Not even that. People. Got them fresh. That's one thing that happens. But pe you see people wearing the loudest of clothes. Yeah. Red hair. Peacocking all over yeah, the place. Exactly. And it's like. I used to have blue hair. Especially. Well, like, dark blue. I was so. Yeah. But yeah. Especially like people, people have traveled from all around. Social. People have traveled from all around the world to go to this university mm. uh, where nobody knows them. So now it's an opportunity for you to reinvent yourself yeah. as somebody else. You might have, been, not you might well. have been just a nerdy mm. person in your school. Now your your hair would red hair. I don't know if you watch um Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, the, guy the, with the, the pump guy. Yeah, the guy oh with the God. mohawk. It's so yeah. awkward. That I find that program so awkward. I like that show, but yeah, Shit. but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like in reinvent reinventing himself. So I think that's what happens a lot. Mm. That's what that module's about. Isn't he a bit of a dick in that though? He be he becomes cool again. Oh, okay, that's yeah. good. Because he starts hanging out, for, like being there for the little guy, yeah. as opposed to the punk. But quick question: um, Do you find that having a wife has helped you feel more confident? Because it's like you don't have. Because I was just thinking, because like, because going back to the relationship element, it's like for me now I'm you know back out there and I'm being judged and I'm probably going to have to be a bit more impressive in general than you would because you've already done that part of your life now and you're happily with someone who you've already impressed and you feel you now got that security. So I, I think that for me, I think that that would, that's one of the things I like about being in a relationship is that I have the security of knowing that I'm with someone who likes me for who I am um, mm. and I don't have to impress anybody. And I think that that's one of the things I do like about that. But do you find that having, a, you know, now that you've got a wife, do you find that that's kind of taken a lot, some sorts of social pressure off you because I guess, you don't I, have to. Yeah, cool. I guess when I go out, it's a lot different being not just married, but in a relationship. That mm. like I go out now just for fun, as opposed yeah. to trying to find a girl or trying to impress somebody or something. It's just for fun now. I can't imagine so, it's worse yeah. now to do that again. Yeah. I it's, can't be yeah, asked. It's, it's a lot different that way when you're just going out for fun. It made me mm. enjoy, like you know, like going to the Plus club. I'm old now. This is yeah. horrible. Yeah, just like going to the club and it made me enjoy that a bit differently now because just you're there to dance with your mates it yeah. doesn't matter if it's just you and the lads it's not, it's like before when you went out and if you don't like meet a girl get a girl's number or pull a girl it felt like 
a failure. This is back in 2010, by the way, yeah. so it's not you know not yeah. necessarily now. Because now you just find them on the internet like they yeah that's ridiculous really before online horrendous. But that before it felt like a bit of a failure if you didn't something didn't happen on that night. It felt like yeah, I used to clean up. Yeah, I mean I really did quite well. I mean like, you know I mean like no I mean like there was plenty of fish. Not to your own horn. Huh? No, well no I mean like you know I was single for all of six weeks yeah. and then it happened. But yeah, <laughs> the event. But that's how it used to feel. You felt like you felt, but then. Uh, in a relationship when you go out you, you're, not, you're not thinking about that you're just thinking about if the music's good the alcohol's yeah. good if, like for me now like when I go out like if it's it past be, one o'clock fuck yeah. that if, if the, for me like music and all that is like more important now before I go anywhere just along with their women but like now if the the music has to be good, the the price, the drinks have to be a reasonable price they just have to be a good time yeah it's it's, yeah. You're there, it's like a wedding it's yeah. like you're there to celebrate yeah meeting loads of people I then think you go home really you go home and he's just you just had a good night and yeah that's that and i actually especially if you went out together as yeah. well that's lovely i love it because it's like then but what i really miss what i miss about being in a relationship sorry just to jump in didn't really <laughs> cut you off like that but it's like it's like when you go home and you've got someone to cuddle mm. that's the thing is that it's that's i i wouldn't not security but it's that sort of making you feel a little bit special there's the two of you being special for each other and i think that that's what i really like about being in a relationship the most yeah i think also we've got to go back to the whole club Sorry, thing. i don't have to spend you don't have to spend the whole night talking to some random person. yeah you can yeah. retreat to the message yeah <laughs> you don't have to do it you don't have to do that anymore you can just no. enjoy yourself you don't have to spend i'm gonna spend all night talking to this girl and also being judged by people is yeah. exhausting i make shit first impressions as well i mean it's awful and then also the whole thing of like can you hear me what 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 uh, <laughs> i used to hate that yeah this is honestly I, I just take up smoking so i can talk to people at one point do you want to wrap it up or? yeah let's wrap yeah. it up all right so ladies and gentlemen that's our opinion on trust um sorry we're not a little off point <laughs> did you wink no wink <laughs> um and like, um yeah so it's been yeah it's been lovely to have a chat and um yeah we hope you found something in there that you can relate to if so give us a shout and if there's anything you think we've missed do please tell us and we're happy to do a few more ideas that based on your ideas as well because we're running dry marlon we're running dry this is season two give me a fucking break here and that's a wrap right so much <laughs> we finally wrapped up season two whoop, whoop. Cool. Well, um, yeah, um, and hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Bye.